Alexa, accept call. You received a call from an inmate at the Department of Corrections. This call will be recorded and monitored. Well, I must admit I have not heard from you before. Oh, well, pleased to meet you, Michael. Ah, yes. Okay, I remember them. Well, it's nice to uh, come highly recommended. It does my heart good. So what can I do for you? Discrimination? Oh, well, that's a well, that's an interesting one. Okay, so you are gay and you feel that the staff is treating you differently than they would the straight people. Okay, a white gay guy. Well, well, well. That uh, that's definitely different. Well, is there anything else they could be discriminating against? What about your religious affiliation or your, your crime? Ah, one of those, the victims of the fantastic lady heroine. Okay, all right. Well, it's I wouldn't I wouldn't put that against you. Buying and selling heroin. Oh, a user too, so... Okay, so you were driving when they caught you. So what exactly what is the uh, the incident that you're talking about? Why do you consider this discrimination against you because of your sexuality? Oh, well, okay, so... All right, so you had a cell phone in there. All right, okay, well, all right. Okay, I'll accept that. But, you know, I would say having a cell phone is a reason to give you, a, you know, like a, an infraction like that. What, what's so different that the fact that you're being gay did they treat you any differently? Aha. Aha. Okay, well, that's definitely wealth worth looking into. I wouldn't necessarily say the entire Department of Corrections would be at fault for something like that. But I definitely would would not rule out the guards involved in this incident that they could have some type of bias towards you because of your lifestyle choice exactly and if we report that person is there was there anybody else that worked with this person about three of them and this has been going on for a few weeks all right two months oh so they all came in together oh boy and you know anything about them are they uh 
You know, do you know their sexual orientation or their religious beliefs or anything like that? Okay. I'm going to have to get some names and do some research. If any one of these three men you have 60 seconds remaining happens to be gay, then it's going to be kind of tough to, to fight this. It's not to say that we can't do anything with the other two, but okay, good, right. Get me all the information that you can and uh, I'll report it, look into it. And we will uh, do some research that we can do to help you out. Just don't concentrate on the Department of Corrections. It's these individuals. The more information you give me on the individuals, the more you can find out about them. You have 30 seconds remaining. The better. Hey, no problem. No problem. This is what I do. Just keep me posted. Do a little bit more footwork in there. And... Uh, Get back to me as soon as you can, and we'll definitely jump on it. I'll start looking into it right now, see what I can find out, especially if there's many other incidences out there. Hey, yeah, you too. Yep, nice meeting you. Okay, welcome to a QS Inmate Call. I'm Joel Wilborn, and you just listened in on a call that I got from an inmate who is having some problems with what he refers to as the Department of Corrections. Now, his name is Michael Hansom. He's 38 years old, married, and he's uh, gay. His husband's name is Gary, and he's 32 years old. It appears as if Michael is uh, seeking to take legal action against uh, the Department of Corrections. He feels that he's been uh, discriminated against because of his sexual orientation, you know, the simple fact that he's gay. His uncle recommended him to me. Now, I've never met his uncle, know nothing about him. Apparently, he heard about me through word of mouth. And, you know, who can complain about word of mouth? It's a fantastic way to get the word out. And I like to think of myself as being very effective. If I can't necessarily get the results we're looking for, at least I bang on enough doors. You know, I get the word out there. And that's something that supportive relationships do. So he doesn't really have a very big uh, group to turn to. So he's he was reaching out to the, the people he knew and his uncle referred him to the American Quidditch Society and is my task to see what I can do to help him. Now here's the the odd thing about this whole situation. There are three men that he say that he says that is uh is abusing him. He was uh caught using a uh, cell phone. Now, he was saying that he was watched excessively. They were constantly peering out at him and stuff. And so I'm thinking, you know, if you're caught with a cell phone in prison and you're a prisoner, then 
yeah, they're gonna they're they're gonna lash out at you. So, being caught with this cell phone and then being put in the, the hole is not unusual. But if I can find that, maybe somebody else had a cell phone, you know, and they didn't receive as harsh a treatment or they didn't get thrown in the hole. He said he was in the hole for two months and then uh, he had a hearing and he had a lot of uh, a lot of um, evidence against him we'll, we'll say so he just feels that he wasn't being treated very well so this is this is going to require a lot of investigating and I'm going to have him contact the officials and I'll contact some, uh, get some legal advice out here and contact some people as well, see what his family knows. And if this is a pattern, then we'll, we'll definitely have to flag it. Now, as everyone knows, living in America gives you freedoms. Now, we've been slowly introducing cancel culture and uh, critical race theory. Things that will bias us, that, that might turn us away from the true purpose of America. You know, why this country is so great. You know, it's diversity. I personally don't like separating groups. I don't see why we even need to use the phrase gay. You know, if Michael wants to mention that he's gay to, to somebody, that's his prerogative. I shouldn't classify him as, as gay, you know, if I'm doing a research on him or if I'm interviewing him for a job or something or, or even applying for a, a home. I'm thinking that the fact that he has a husband on the outside is what uh, brought him to everybody's attention. And I don't think he just walks around, you know, walking around, hi, my name's Michael, I'm gay. I, I don't think that's what he does. And he's a white man, so it's not like the racial discrimination that we go through you know, I'm a black man. If I'm driving down the road with a white woman in the passenger seat, there's a good possibility that a police officer is going to pull me over. Yeah, I may not be speeding, may not have an expired tabs, may not have a tail light out, or might not even be driving recklessly. It's just that he sees this white woman sitting in the passenger seat. And he sees me driving, and automatically there's something going on. So, But, you know... Maybe if she was riding in the back seat, you know, I could come over and say, hey, don't sit in the front seat, sit in the back seat. I don't think we'll be pulled over. Yeah, then I will be guilty of racial discrimination right there. So it's it's things that you have to kind of look at on a case-by-case -case basis. You know, everybody has 
a right to their own opinion. And in America, it's not a crime to be a racist. It's not a crime to be a sexist. And if you want to broadcast that, you can do it. You can walk right out, step up on a ladder and just scream out to everybody that that you're a racist. It's the actions that go with that that could get you in trouble. So I'm not going to attack America, you know, stomp on the flag or burn it or not stand up and show respect for the people who died for this country, who built this country, who fought for rights. You know, we we celebrate Juneteenth, which is good because everybody, all the slaves were freed except for the prisoners. You know, prisoners are still legally slaves. And eventually, I'm sure we'll get there. But for now, everybody in America is not free. But Juneteenth celebrates a day that got us one step closer. And for us to use that kind of celebration to separate the races, I... I just don't feel very comfortable with it. And you know, the people who fought to get that date as a holiday or the people who fought to actually get slavery for the most part uh, illegalized, let's say, you know, to take a knee during the national anthem is just a slap in their face. You know, we fought really hard and a lot of people lost their lives so that we could get to the point where we could walk out and be treated as an equal citizen in the United States. And then you just do this with the flag. You know, what are we fighting for? Are we fighting for this flag? Are we fighting for America? Are we fighting for our neighbors? Or are we just fighting for a select group? And I don't want to teach kids that that's important. And if you go to a doctor and the doctor looks at you and, and asks, you know, what's your race? And you say, I, I don't want to tell you. I, that's, that's private and it's none of your business. There could be certain medical conditions tied to a race, tied to a sex, tied to a blood type. And... In the medical field, I think that's important. But if I want to go out and take a Saturday to honor black-owned businesses, it's it, it separates us. And, you know, Michael is sitting in his cell, and he's feeling that he's being singled out. And that's not what America is about. His sexual orientation should not matter in prison. And there are men who are straight and they attack other people. And they could attack them. They could do a sexual assault. They could do a mental assault. They could do uh, just a verbal assault. And that doesn't make them any better. If anything in the prison, if you do see a fight break out and go and break it up and ask, you know, what's this all about? Well, he he stole my uh, 
girlfriend's photograph, and it's the only one I have. Yeah, it's wrong to fight. Yeah, that's against the policy. Yeah, that could be an illegal act, too, because it could be assault. But most importantly, it's something you can understand. You know, this man felt violated because this guy stole a picture of his girlfriend that he held very dear. But to simply say, I had a fight because this guy is gay? No, no, no. That, 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 there's no place for that in prison. There's no place for that in the United States. So we've got to fight this. We can't just let this go. And he brought this up because it bothers him. You know, if your teenage daughter walked up to you and and she said, people at school are, are, are making fun of the way I dress. And for you, you could say, eh, they'll get over it or you'll grow out of it or fashion's change. You could come up with all kinds of things and try to downplay it. For her, it's serious. For her, it really bothers her. And it's, and it's tugging at her heart. And she wants somebody to listen to her, to give her advice, to help her resolve this pain she's feeling. And if you downplay it, you might find out two days later that she commits suicide or she runs away or she gets into a heavy use of drugs. And it's all because we're not listening. We're not taking people's differences. We're not taking people's feelings their uh, um, their beliefs, what makes them who they are. We're not taking all this stuff seriously. There are a few things that separate us. And that's what makes us a fantastic community. That's what, that's what makes us a, an effective team. I know when I was in the Marines, there were people that walked in there and they just enjoyed to high heaven cleaning a weapon and firing the weapon and carrying the weapon and putting bullets in the weapon. They just enjoyed that. Others said, I don't even want to touch that thing, but, you know, it's a matter of survival. And if you get into a combat situation and this person is sitting next to you, you're going to feel comfortable. It's like, this guy knows these weapons. He knows how to use them. He knows how to fix them in case something happens. I feel comfortable around this person. So the person is not a nut. It's not a crazy person because he loves weapons. Likewise, the person who's just bossy and telling people to do it might get on your nerve. But if there's an emergency, you know, if you're downtown and some terrorists attack a building and the buildings are crumbling around you and this person starts barking commands, as you're listening and following this command, you might think, you know, this person was just a regular knothead before. But now I respect because he keeps his cool in these situations. And this is what he does best. So let's not criticize a person for being different. Let's not criticize a person for being who they want to be. You know, being open. Let's just, if you're going to criticize somebody, criticize them because they have, they have a different opinion of yours. If you think that cats are the greatest pets in the world, be free to express that. And if you find a dog lover who thinks dogs are the best pets in the world, you have a right to criticize that person. And that person has a right to criticize you back and you can have a nice little debate. But if you start firing at each other, or if you start swinging it at each other with hammers and axes, 
hey, we got a problem here. And that's, that's what the law is designed to do. So the Department of Corrections, they have policies and the, and, the, and the state has laws and so does the federal government. And Michael feels that these folks are not following their policy. So to criticize and go after the Department of Corrections, who has policies that are designed to treat the prisoners in a humane way and that repels any assaults or uh, discrimination from the staff and other inmates, so to speak, that's what we want. It's just that he has some officials that aren't following the, the policy. And he needs to call that out and say, you know, according to this policy, I'm not supposed to be treated differently because of my sexual orientation. And that's what we want to do. We want to get that out first. We want to let everybody know that the DOC policy is to treat people equally and not show any type of discrimination or break any laws. And that's my first goal here is to get this out that he feels uncomfortable. If he's feeling uncomfortable because he likes to, I don't know, play with dolls, sits in his cell and plays with dolls and these people are saying, oh, you're gay because you're playing with dolls. Yeah, that right there, that's not good. You know, it's not good mentally for him. And it's kind of hard to adapt to your surroundings when you're stuck in there with the same people. You know, out here, he can go find people who like playing with dolls. Out here, he can go away and just sit in a room or sit down on a beach or something, just be alone and play with his dolls in private. Maybe it's not dolls. Maybe it's something else. But what I'm saying, though, is this guy is right to bring this out. This is something that always needs to be brought out. I've had uh, incarcerated people tell me they don't want to get anybody in trouble. You know, this is a good guard. and He's he's just doing that because he was told to. I I don't want to get him in trouble. Well, somebody somewhere is not following the rules. And if they're going to lock a person in the hole for two months for having a cell phone and do nothing because these folks are treating them any differently, that's not right. Now, Michael was saying that they use derogatory terms when they uh, encounter him. And nobody's really saying anything about it. And, you know, there's only so much a person can take. Everybody has a breaking point. And if you push, 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 snap. And Michael got to that point. So I have to look at his, his mental state, how he feels about all this. He's not going to take it anymore. And it's and it's really good. I'm going to have to constantly compliment him on coming out with this. It's hard enough being in a minority group that people tend to look down on. But rather than pretend, rather than try to li- live to please other people, he's pleasing himself. And I'm sure his husband's very happy too. So, that's where I stand. 
and if uh, I have noticed that with the the gay folks that I know, they they have their own little language, just like black folks. They use certain words that other people can't use. You know, gay folks use certain words that other people can't use. That's their own little community. That's their thing. So if these three guys happen to be gay and maybe they've noticed something that Michael's doing that really makes them feel bad, it's like, how could somebody do that and he's gay? And this is their way of lashing out. We need to find out. We need to get this communication going. Why are you treating him like this? It could be that it has nothing to do with his sexual orientation. It could just be that these people cannot stand convicted people. And they're going to hold it against him because he was convicted of a crime and he went to prison. And they just don't like prisoners. You could ask him, well, why are working in prison? Because I just want him. I want to see him. I want to talk to him. I want to let them know that I don't appreciate that. And then this dialogue that we opened up could help resolve this situation. It's like, no, that's not how you do it. So I'm going to jump in on that, see what I can do to help him. In the meantime, when you guys are out talking with your friends and your family and your loved ones, just think about what America stands for. We have the right to speak our mind. Go out. Let people know how you feel. Let people know what you what you would like to see done, changes. Just don't go breaking the law. You know, this this cancel culture is, is driving me insane. You know, I could be a newspaper writer and I want to go interview a senator. And I could sit down and I could tell a senator, you know, what do you what, what kind of problems do you think you have in your district? And he could say Well, I think the Indians are really causing a lot of problems and a lot of unrest, and they should just go back to their own country. And so I could think, well, this is a a bad thing going on here. He shouldn't be in office because he thinks like that. You know, that's not the American thing to do, to speak your mind and and not like another another, um, group of people. So I could go back and write down that the senator said that Native Americans should go back to their own country. And when people read this, it's like, well, Native Americans, this is here. White folks should go back to their own country. We're not the one causing the problem. How dare he do that? He needs to resign from his office. And then a big controversy could pop up, and it can go to all these other newspapers, and I can probably get awards and accolades. It's like, oh, yeah, you did a good job. You brought out this senator. And the senator's sitting around, no, no, no. That's not, that's not what I said. No, I didn't do anything illegal. I didn't do anything wrong. Why are you treat me like this. Why Why do you want me to resign? Well, let's say his granddaughter is in elementary school and she's got a little newspaper that she's, or not really a newspaper, let's say a newsletter. And she's working on this little newsletter and she wants to interview her granddad. So she's sitting there and he thinks, you know, I'm at home away from everybody my granddaughter wants to interview me. Okay, hey, I'll talk. So she's doing a regular thing about regular government issues. And then she comes up with, well, two months ago, we were at dinner. 
And I was telling you about my friend whose parents were always complaining about how great India was and how much they would like their neighborhood to be more like India. And my friend was really upset about it. And she, she said, I wish my parents would not talk like that. But they really make me feel uncomfortable whenever they start criticizing the United States and talk about how great India is. And she could look at her grandfather and says, you remember when you said, well, then if they don't like America, they should go back home where they're happy. And that way it's a win-win situation. And he could say, yeah, yeah, I, I remember saying that. And then of a light bulb could go on both of them. And so she publishes her story in her newsletter and then I read that. And I say, oh yeah, India. So he was talking about his granddaughter's friend's family and they happened to own a few businesses in town. And I just threw it all out of proportion. And I could go back to the newspaper and say, oh, I changed Indian, which he was saying these Indian nationality should go back to India, not the Indians as in Native Americans. But, you know, by then the damage is too late. I took it all out of context. I changed it around. And this poor senator has been forced to resign. His career is ruined. And so I don't, I don't think that's fair. I think people should be allowed to apologize. They should be allowed to say something. He didn't break any laws. And he sh- should have come back to me and said, no, I meant India. I, I shouldn't have said it like that. But that was on my mind because my granddaughter was mentioning that and it just came out. And after I spoke with some of my co-workers and staff, I found that that wasn't the right thing to do and I'd like to issue an apology and I should have been able to publish one and then cleared it all up for him. So this council culture isn't going to work in the United States either because it's, it's suppressing us. It's making us feel that we have to be careful about what we say. We have to walk on eggshells. And I don't want that to happen within the prisons. He felt uncomfortable. We need to first find out why. I can't run off to the press and say he's being discriminated against because I don't know. I could say he said he's being discriminated against. Or I could say I reported it to the superintendent who said he would look into it. You know, just state the fact and allow people to say things. And who knows, these three guards should could come out and say, yeah, we hate homosexuals. We think they should go to camps and be converted to straight people. And we especially hate same-sex marriages. And then that really clears everything up. But, eh, eh, eh. okay, enough of that. 
Thanks for tuning in. And go out and have a great day. And make wonderful memories for tomorrow.